we're in for a long one. A long weekend, that is. And you deserve to spend it on the couch with a glass of something good. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered quickly. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You guys. You guys. You you guys. 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 Listen, guys. (laughs) This is an amazing day. Well, first of all, it's I'm going to let you finish. Hello. Court and Amy. Hi. We're 50 today. (laughs) If we were were humans, we would have our AARP magazine in the mail Mm -hmm. and... They start sending you brochures for funeral plots when you turn fifty. Did you and, get that? <laughs> and wait, and discounts at hotels that you might never stay at. But exactly. <laughs> we, this also marks our second year anniversary. We are two years old. Two years old. We're fifty years old. Wait a minute, fifty shows. Right, two yeah, years old. Yes. Fifty shows. Two years old. Yeah. But the best part best, is hold for it. Hold for it. We are part of a new podcast network. We have a new podcast family. We have a new daddy. Mm-hmm, we <laughs> and do. Mommy. Yay. We are now part of Pantheon Podcast Network, which, which <laughs> is a network full of really smart music people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a music based network and shows. And all these great scripted shows, every kind of music you you want to t- to find a subject. There's a show on this you network got music it's, that it's, is there, scripted like everything. And then us, like and then sorry. us, us <laughs> and then us, us, uh, us little us, us little lo- little losers. We're, we're we're their minority hire. We, we build a quota. <laughs> we don't know we don't how know. we ended up with these well, smart people, but, but here we are. <laughs> And we're very excited because along with all the two, we are now in the same company with two of our favorite podcasts, which is the delicious Who Cares About the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is literally hilarious and funny, and Rock's Back Pages. Two people, two podcasts that have been very supportive of us. From the beginning. Yeah, from the beginning. And we are going to return the favor. But Absolutely. No, we are just over the We also have to give out to, to a shout out. You know what? This is our 50th show. That's exactly who I was about to say. We have to give a shout out to Jarrell and his podcast. Well, it's above the... Beyond beyond the the album cover. Yeah, listen. Ride or die, baby. He has supported our show. Please support his show. Please support Rockback Pages. Listen, we are really excited to be part of, uh, of Pantheon. We are now 
going to be recording this show. We're getting all new equipment. We're going to be recording a high-res audio. We're going to have more guests. We have a special guest on this show coming up in the second in the second half hour, Bill Coleman of Peace Biscuit and now the Red Hot Organization. We're going to talk about the new Red and Hot Andy, album. And, 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 oh, and he now is the host of his own radio show on Sirius XM channel 312 on Andy Cohen's Kiki Lounge every Friday night from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Your summer is about to be fierce and music-driven, and it repeats from 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. So Bill is about to have you all dancing and having you lit, 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 lit. This is the people we're rolling with now, people, okay? These are the people we are. We rolled with the, the best, and we're rolling better, okay? And, and we really want to say thank you oh, yes. to Peter and Christian yes. for really walking them up, welcoming us to the Pantheon family. And really, guys, like two years ago when we started this show, no one, we tried everywhere. The places that are like free and take people, we're thinking, okay. We were okay. knocking on random stranger's door going, hi, how you doing? Do you have a studio? Do you right. mind if we come in here? <laughs> right, can we, can we do this show? And it's like, we're both thinking, well, we know enough people and we have, our resumes are pretty legit. We should be able to do this. And, you know, so we have to say thank you to Peter Oasis yes, and right. Ryan over at Listening Party because yes. they said yes. And because they said yes, this show kept going. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and Anne, let's thank yeah. Anne. And we really have to thank our, our friend Anne Christoph, who really, I came to Anne and said, you know, I really want to do a podcast. I think that's, I've been trying to figure out since I've retired from the music industry and being an executive on that side. I don't know what to do. I couldn't figure it out. And she really kind of put the wheels in motion and she actually found Listening Party. We tried so many different people that said no. And I always, this is a lesson for all of you. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. They could be 50 million no's. That one yes could be the thing that puts you on your path. So never give up and don't stop. And thank you, Anne, because in those early days, she didn't say no, and she found somebody to say yes. And now here we are at Pantheon. We're so excited to be there. We're going to have guests more. We're, we're going to really um, get into some of our favorite music and albums, but you guys know. And for, for the Pantheon listeners and the listeners who maybe for the first time are going to be hearing us, oh, let's tell them how they find Pantheon. Oh, yes, please do. <laughs> please follow. <laughs> small detail. Yeah, small this detail. Small. <laughs> like if, you, if you, first of all, we're still in all of our places that everybody listens to us, but now we're in so many more places, including Pandora and everywhere. And, and you go through, you can go to pantheon.com and we'll be on that main page with the other shows it's like 70 shows just we're really excited and Yay. please follow pantheon there on the, the pantheon podcast network music network on facebook on instagram follow twitter, us on facebook it's yeah. twitter everything we're really really excited we, we're going to be able to talk about it more in a couple of weeks and just really get it popping but thank you to all of the ride or dies, day one, Sydney, Gina, my all of the people I know who've listened, Stephanie, from day one of I the show and never miss it. Yeah, and never miss a show. You do though. You know, you're the one who's always like, you know, who listens to our show, and you'll be like, blah blah blah. Well, and I'm I like, know. whoa, really? They listen to I our know. crazy I, I show. I do have, I do have, um, 
Oh, and I have some, um, before we get into the show, I have some exciting news for you, Courtney Anderson. I just received an email that the Pet Shop Boys New Order Tour is officially rescheduled and it's coming to Brooklyn and Manhattan in September. Well, they already had the Manhattan date, so and that was sold out, I believe. We need to get, we need. Oh, I'm working on it. Working on it. I'm working on it. We need to be in there. So, guys. We're back. <laughs> We're excited. Amy's working on tickets that we gotta have. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm working on it. Trust me. I've got cards I'm gonna start pulling out of my because uh, let me wherever, just tell you wherever something. I pull right. cards out right. of, I'm gonna, Honey, you're gonna I'm pull gonna them out. It. I'm gonna pull them out. I'm well, also well, well <laughs> right. I'll, I'll get back to you on this. Yeah, one. Yeah, Trust yeah. me. The wheels are in motion already. I'm sure. <laughs> so speaking of pull it out, uh, <laughs> what do you think our Knicks can pull it out? No. Do you think they can pull it out? Let me just say something. Because mm-hmm. I have a theory too. Let's go. Oh, what that that no, Trey that that rat face mm. bad hair Trey. No, no. <laughs> he looks like a rat. He moves <laughs> like he moves like a bunny. He's amazing, but he looks like a rat, and I don't like the faces <laughs> that he makes, and I don't like all his this, and he looks like a rat. Okay. Um, so I was not going to start off the new show by saying that his face looks like a rat, like but a that rat. is a very interesting approach. No, for... he looks like a rodent. Excuse <laughs> okay. me, I'm not going to say he looks good. He's the enemy. Oh my god, he is okay. the enemy. You know who he kind of? Okay, here's the vibe I'm getting off of him. Uh-huh. I'm getting a black or a biracial Danny Ainge vibe off of him. Think about really? that for a second. Okay. All right. Let me All right. Do I this. think they can pull it out? All I know is is that Julius Randall, right. Julius Randall, white courtesy phone. What's come on, baby? Well, this is when we need you. Well, this is you know, this is what I think. Sometimes for, for some of these guys who have never been in this moment, Derek Rose has been in oh, the moment. Phenomenal, phenomenal player. These other guys haven't been in the moment and him having to carry this team the way he did to me, this season is a win because what it did was no one at the beginning of the year, not one person thought the Knicks would be here. Not even James Dolan. They were a joke, right? Yeah. So what this did was, I believe, showed people that the, the Knicks are serious again. Mm-hmm. Basketball in Manhattan is serious again. So this offseason will be very important because yeah. the truth of the matter is the Knicks do not have all the pieces they need. No. RJ, RJ needs to step the fuck up. This is about to be your, this is your second year. This is about to be your third year. You need to be able to shoot the ball. Watching them pass, 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 and nobody's shooting and having open shots that they did not take in that game cost them that game. Right. And... I just, I'm sorry. I was going to say, everybody also has to stop being so impressed with the three pointer. Cause you're right there and and take, you know what I'm saying? You you have to take the shot. You can't be looking to pass to Julius to take every shot. Take the shot. You're there to take the shot. I'm happy for the Nets because you know what? Only, you know, I'm not a Nets fan, but I want basketball to continue yeah. Into the, deep into the playoffs. That that energy in New York is good for the city. Mm-hmm. So that I'm not going to be like, I don't want to see them go far. And guess what? As much money as they paid and the way they stacked that team, y'all better go far in the playoffs. You better exactly. be in the finals. You need to yeah, win the no, whole thing. Because we keep hearing about all these guys. They put you together. You uh, 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 Coming home with the chip 
is the only acceptable answer at this point. Yeah, they're point. the poor man's Miami Heat, basically, mm-hmm. at this point, you when know? they got all those guys together. It's like yeah. Miami Heat with bad Basquiat imitation. Right. <laughs> pandering. Pandering. I yeah. like Bullock, though. I like him. I like him. Who? Bullock. I like him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I like him. I like him. No, I'm not talking about... Th- I'm talking about the Nets with their pandering oh, uniforms. Yeah, 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 yeah Bullock, yeah. I got no... Oh, problem. my God, I'm but good. I can't even talk about... You. I hate the Nick uniform. I hate... Oh, them. the Nick uniform... Well, anyway, we're going way off yeah, of it, yeah, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- I don't know if they can pull it off, but I exactly agree with you 100% that the point is, is that they weren't supposed to be here in the first place, that they're here is a fucking triumph, that they're playing, that New York City is excited by basketball again mm-hmm. is a good thing. And mm-hmm. that it's a good thing for New York. It's a good thing for my mental health. It's a good thing for the for back for the NBA because, as LeBron said, I'm paraphrasing: if the Knicks are good, it's good for the NBA. We are still a prestige team, even though we sucked up until Listen, six months ago. Madison Square Garden is called the Mecca. There yep. have been amazing games in that place. Mm-hmm. We want to still have amazing games in that place. And what the Knicks showed this year is they have guys with heart, but they don't have all the talent that they need. They just don't. So I do feel there's some pieces that need to be moved in the soft season and some things that they know that they need to bring in. All and right. RJ has to get better. He just right. All right. Do you want what do you want to what do you want to shift over to? Well, you uh, know, let, let's let's talk about what's happening with Naomi and the French Open. You know, right. it's like, what um, do you think? All right, I'm very torn on this and then we'll we'll get into, uh, we'll, we'll get a little more musical, but this is something that's important. All right, I'm very torn on this. I'm, on one hand, part of her contractual, she has a job, okay? Her job for whatever, you know, this is just, she is a professional athlete. Part of her job responsibility, I think they're ridiculous, these press conferences. I think that, they serve no real purpose in a lot of ways. They all this stuff could be done on the court, at least for her. This is not like Michael. You know, she could do the interview on the court, but that's part of the gig. That's what she signed up for. She gets paid and earns a tremendous amount of money. She's unbelievably talented, so that is part of the job. She is dealing with real issues, real mental health issues. She is a kid. She is a kid who sort of came out of nowhere and took over the world. And as we and got saw famous that, very fast. And we saw with that first cha- that that um, U.S. Open championship when she beat Serena and everyone was rooting for Serena. And she booing and she's and crying. Boy, you could yeah. see how intense this is for her. All right. So I am, my feeling is she should not have announced it on social media. She should have behind the scenes had a conversation with the organizers of the French Open, because for this to be played out on social media just takes a bad situation and makes it worse. It should have all been done. None of us should have known about it. It should have been her people going to them going, look, I'm having an episode. I don't, I'm, I'm having a hard time. Is there any way we could do this? And I think, so I see both sides. I understand why they're saying, hey, uh, my friend, you have signed up for this as part of the gig, but I also understand why she needs to walk away. But I think she, I think they should have negotiated this before she started playing. Well, I think her age has failed her a little bit, but here's the thing. I'm not going to blame her for putting that post because she's, cl- she's, she's telling you I'm in distress. And when you're in a place operating from distress, you don't make the decision in a way that maybe you would when you're in a different state of mind, right? So her second statement really explained it more. And 
you know, I felt for her. Now, the the what I didn't like was the way it was handled on the side of the French Tennis Federation. They said they reached out to her after the first post and that her neither her nor her people reached back out to them. I didn't think coming together and threatening her was a good way to handle that. I right. just did not think that that was a go. Like the, the, these athletes are human beings. And what happened five minutes later, right? Coco Goff is being asked some dumb, stupid questions by, after her match by, cause you know, some of the press that comes there and get to ask questions of weird and little tabloidy. It's very weird. So like, foreign press. Yes, too. yes, very, very weird. And then, Today, uh, you know, Petra uh, Katova broke, uh, hurt herself. She is one of the top tennis champs in the world. And she is a, she is a Grand Slam win winner. Hurt herself, finishing her obligated press conference. That's funny, and, though. And oh, it's funny. No, it's not, because now she's out of the tournament. That's not fun. That's not funny. She, actually, she's a top athlete. There's nothing funny about that. I feel like the, then you have the head of the French Tennis Federation come out and make his statement, and then the irony of irony is he refuses to answer any questions and leaves. It's like, guys... <laughs> well, at the end of the day, um, I don't know. At the end of the day, I hope Naomi Osaka is, does well. She could certainly take a year off, and and she'll be fine. So, I mean, it's more important that she's healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's absolutely. the main important yeah, thing. Absolutely. That, that's the main thing because yep. she seems like a nice kid. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. do we want to talk about anything? You want to talk about the the Jay Z thing? You want to talk about DMX? Because I, I did my homework. I did okay. my homework. You gave me you gave me a homework assignment last night. <laughs> so what'd you, you think? Said, of the, so DMX has put out his final album. What'd you think? It's really good. Yeah, you know, it's listen. really yeah. good. Now I'm like you. All right. When's the last time you listened to a DMX record? That I, would be nem never. I never. can't. It's been no, a me long neither. Time. No, me neither. A long time. Long um, time. And you know, obviously. Um, what I like about this record, first off, what I like about this record is that it's not a record that was cobbled together after he died. He was right. making this record. Uh, so right. it's not like suddenly there's like, oh, this guy's going to be in here. Uh, right. I'm going to yeah. finish the songs. And right. it's like, you mean the ones that he might, that he might, might never not have done right, right in the first place? Right. So it feels like a DMX record, yes. number one. Yeah, number yeah. two, it is such a New York record. Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. I mean, it's like, um, I heard that they want to pop smoke on one track and then they have this, uh, he, and well, no, he, I'm not, I mean, he died, so obviously they couldn't have him. So they have mm -hmm. this other guy who like Moneybag Yo, which is a stupid name, but that's neither here nor there. The kids. <laughs> I like Moneybag Yo. It's like Moneybag Yo. And it's like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, don't um, do that. <laughs> yeah. But it's just such a New York sounding record. It's Swiss Beats producer. Swiss Beats has always been a, a great producer. He's always mm -hmm. had a, and he's so obviously. Uh, and, well, you know, the love between them. No, and that's what I'm so saying. No, they have her. real history. Yeah, they have yeah. emotional history. They have professional history. I mean, he really is. So basically, guy. isn't it that Swiss did his first album and his last? Is that yeah, is basically. that how this ends up bookending? Yeah, and 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 it's also just those New York voices. I mean, you know, the locks. Jesus Christ, that is a Jada kiss. You hear that, and you're like, that's Jada kiss. 
I know who that is. The Jay-Z and the Nas track is really good because the Jay-Z and Nas track, they have an, a track, oh, on the Khaled record, which is just mm -hmm. garbage. I mean, it's I a just, garbage track, the Jay-Z. I and, don't get, Khaled, like, we could... Let's yeah. we could have a whole oh, show where oh, I just go through album, yeah. where I just do not understand why everybody acts like those songs are great when he puts them out. And I'm like, we no, don't love horrible. these. But we love one, we love the people that are on his songs. We don't love those songs. Stop right. acting like you love them. Well, and the thing <laughs> is, is that obviously when Jay and Nas get together, mm -hmm. um, it especially is, with the history, like that's it's what always, I'm saying. Yeah, Even yeah. though they're best friends now, it's still an event. It's well, still an event. Well, it's the elder, it's, it's the elder statesman. Right. It's the two that people really hold in a very high regard. Right. Who still have something to say. Who yes. still sound good when they have something. To who say. still sounds good and still irrelevant, and are both still capable of knocking out a hit if they Absol if, if, if they wanted to. Yeah, yep. <laughs> they both, but the 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 song. Listen, Nas he, just won his first rap album of the year. He just won that, right? You know what I mean? This year, um, the the Jay Nas uh, DMX track, which is called Oh my God, what is it called? It's just Oh, uh, Bath Salts, Bath Salts. Mm -hmm. Um, somewhat dated uh, drug reference, but that's neither here. <laughs> I don't think the kids are doing Bath Salts anymore. I think they've moved on um, to another brain no, melting drug. No, because here's the thing: once it's in, once they, once it's there, no, they still do all that. Crazy. Are, are they still doing the K two? Bless their They're hearts. They're still oh. doing that crazy. But anyway, <clears throat> it's a really good song. But the album, yeah, I said the album is a it 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 would have worked if he was still alive. It makes it more poignant. Pitchfork didn't really like it, but oh, you know, but it's like, which well, we, which oh, is no. like, which is like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I liked it. Like I said, I'm the 23 year old didn't like it. Really? Who's DMX? <laughs> I have no idea who that is. No, I mean, I just listened to it because Courtney assigned it to me and mm -hmm. I listened to it and I went, I'm not mad at this. Am I going to listen to it all the time? No. Mm -hmm. You know, but I'm not mad at this. I've always liked Swiss Beats as a yeah, producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always liked Swiss Beats. And the other assignment Courtney gave to me mm -hmm. was to listen to the Victoria Rodrigo album. Uh, that would be Olivia Rodrigo. Her too. <laughs> I listened to both of them, Courtney. I They're twins. To They're twins. <laughs> Olivia and Victoria. I, she seems like a Victoria to me. They all can be a Victoria. My They're all a Victoria. Victoria. Okay. So I listened to it because Courtney said, Amy, listen to the record. So I want you to say what you thought of that record first, since you assigned it to me. I think that every generation has the girl who has that voice, who can give you singer songwritery song, the girl in my room song, rock pop girl song. And it was actually much better than I expected because I did not listen. Driver's License, you know, it was around, but to me, I'm a grown ass man. So if there is a song and the title yeah. is Driver's License, I'm I immediately am like- I'm not listening. Hey, well, it's not for me, clearly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I kind of went into it with a little like, I listen to everything. Let me just hear the album. I put it on and I was like, oh. Well, that first track, yeah. the first track right. is like, wait a minute, I thought you were like the mopey girl who right. lost her boyfriend getting her driver's license. The first track is like this kick-ass little punk yeah. rock pop song. And I'm like, I was okay, like, Miss Olivia, I, right. Victoria, Vanessa, right. <laughs> whatever your name is. I'm like, oh, 
I biggest don't selling hate, biggest selling record of the year yeah, so far. It's like I don't hate this or you. I don't okay. hate this at all. Thank you for getting my attention, America. Yeah. Hey, hey, hello, hello, American pop stars. Hello, right. hello. If you write really good songs. <laughs> Right. And, and you don't put yourself into a box and right. decide you could just meld and make good music. People really enjoy that. Well, you know what I also like about her too? Well, first of that, she's right. Yes. That's important. You know, that I, she seems I to be in control of that. that. And Absolutely. I think you, like I, kind of went, oh, another one of these Disney girls, whatever. We weren't paying attention in a way. And again, driver's license, who cares? That's like having a song called First Tampax. It doesn't right. relate. I don't relate to it anymore. Right. Um, and I don't have a driver's license, but she, it's quite good. And she's made, and it's not dance pop, which we, you know, we love right. the dance pop. Listen, I love it, not, but we need the other girls too. We need Anybody the other can't girls. just be dance pop. Because yeah. right now, Dua Lipa's giving us all yeah, we need. We, that's all we need. She's giving us every, all we need. You everybody know what I'm can saying? just sit down. Everybody, everybody else. Sit down. Listen, if you're not coming with, with if you're not besting that right now, yeah, sit just, down. Go figure it out. Yeah, and sit come down back until and, until Charlie XCX wants to come back. You mm -hmm. can all just take a or nap. Or the new Kylie Deluxe edition of Disco. Right, is but coming the young girls the we're track. talking about. The young oh, girls. Yeah. <gasps> Kylie is young. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's in eternally, your, yeah. she is eternally. She's eternally young. young. But <laughs> no, so I am am pleasant. I am Me always too. best. The best thing is is when I am like because there are certain artists. Obviously, you know the new Fiona Apple record is yeah. going to be great. Right. You know the new. Jay, even if it sucks, it's going to be really good. Right, There's right. certain, but for a brand new with all the hype, with mm -hmm, all the this, that, mm -hmm, and the other, I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, nicely, nicely done, Victoria, Olivia, <laughs> <laughs> whatever your name is. No, a really good record, and it sold over you know 285,000 copies the first week. You know what else I appreciate appreciate about I pre it? No, you I pre appreciate, appreciate that most of these songs are two writers. And I oh, appreciate yeah, her that. And somebody else because if great. you look at most of these albums now, and the songs are literally two minutes and 40 seconds, <laughs> and there are 18 people that it yes. took to write that. Well, there's one person who writes like the, <laughs> the, the first three notes, and then there's a person who comes in to write the upper track, the upper, what they call the up line, mm -hmm. and then there's a person to write the hook, and then there's the guy who delivers coffee, and they give him a credit because he said, here's your coffee, and someone goes, here's my coffee, mm -hmm. and that yeah. becomes, yeah, it's a bit much. I honestly feel like that is why this is a cohesive body of work. Yep, yep. Because you've got, she is writing on every song, Yep. And it is, you just get a more cohesive body of work, you know? And it's also nice, Jack Antonoff did not produce this, right? N well, he's on one song. Okay, because they, they wrote, they wrote, they did what I step forward, three steps back. One step is, forward, three steps back. Right. It is nice. Taylor Swift and Jack wrote this. It is wrote really nice mm -hmm. that um, other middle-aged white men are getting a chance to make hit records too <laughs> because jack antonoff is just sucking up all the air for the mildly attractive middle-aged white men who only work with uh nubile women well so dan nigro promote he 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 produced this album and he co-wrote the songs with her i know that name why do i know that name dan Nigro. he's been around for a minute right he's he was the former lead singer and the guitarist for the group as tall as lions do you remember that group uh, as tall uh, as lions uh, uh, no and that would be enough. But he's also produced Carly Rae Jepsen, Louis Capaldi. Okay. Oh, God. I love, I love Carly Rae Jepsen. Let me. No. 
we can do a whole show on show, Kylie Rae please. Jepsen. Please, I don't because know. Let me just tell you why something. isn't she big? The most underrated in the yep. United States. She, her albums are great. So good. Now, you want to talk about good, well-written, well-produced, well-crafted. And she's got a cult following here. Like, she, when she does, yes. she does shows here and they sell out. But... To me, it's, the, it's another shame of American radio that all, they gave her Call Me Maybe and ignored, really. Her work is so not Yeah, I like bad. her a lot, yeah, too. Yeah, she's just and, and you would think having Scooter Braun as your produ- uh, your manager, he could, like, threaten somebody or something, <laughs> allegedly. Um, all right. Um, what what else you got? What else we got that we were going to say? Music. Well, um, well, you know, I think it is time to introduce our guest. Yes. And uh, let's give him a proper introduction. So, boom, 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 boom. Ladies and gentlemen, kids of all ages. Really? You know, it's, it's certain people are multi-hyphenates, right? And and we know, we, we're multi-hyphenates. We know a lot of multi-hyphenates. I don't even know how to describe all of the things that Bill does because he is a writer He's a producer. He's a business owner. He's a manager. He's a music supervisor. He's now a radio personality. He's still a current and active DJ playing all over the place. I've played with him in different places and all over the place. He's an A&R person. We have a, the amount of work we have from my music world days to now, we could probably put out two Solange remix albums, Michelle and Kelly remix albums. A, we could probably do a volume set of Beyonce remixes of the ones that just didn't even make it. Right. So there's so much to talk about. And he's now, you know, part of the Red Heart organization, which, you know, does great compilation albums that give back to AIDS research. And now they're doing to AIDS charities. Now they're doing AIDS work and COVID work. And he is, part of their new part. I keep saying part of like a crazy person. He actually A&R'd and is the producer and executive producer of their latest Red Hot and Free, ladies and gentlemen, our friend and head of Peace Biscuit. And, and we love partner, that woman. And partner and we, to R. Angelo. And gorgeous and gorgeous <laughs> and lovely and amazing. Yes. And I saw I met him saw him when he was used to play with Jody Watt. Oh my God. And and the Wonder Barn. We'll get into all of that. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Coleman. Bill Coleman. Hello. What a what a coincidence, Bill, we were just talking about. Isn't that amazing <laughs> how the world works like that? It's so New York. Oh my god, so New syn- York. The synchronicity of it all. <laughs> New York, New York City. You talk about somebody they appear. Especially after the pandemic too, and you're just like, Oh good, you're alive. Thank you. Thank yeah, you I mean, so some much. Some of these bitches can stay disappeared. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's I don't that. need to see every one of y'all. No, right no, I just second. need to see the people. Do you owe me money? <laughs> and do I care about you? And then right. you can just Straight be up. like, good, you're not dead. Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, well, <laughs> Mr. so, Mr. Coleman. Yes, dear. <laughs> busy much? <laughs> Most people yeah. during the pandemic like, yeah. busy much? Yeah, what, <laughs> what do you, how's your, how's your sour bread, uh, sour Bread, uh, company going there, Bill, because that seems to be the only, only thing, thing right. you haven't done. Right. <laughs> right. Everybody else is falling apart during the pandemic. He's like, I've got a radio show. And, right. Hi. I have all the jobs. Um, don't be mad. You know, I had Never to, mad. This is a celebration. Never, baby. Stuff together. I had to pull some stuff together. I was 
you know, you know me. It's like I mm. keep quiet and then boom, got to lay it out there. So uh, all good. I feel very blessed. I feel very fortunate. I'm happy to be working with folks. I'm happy to help some folks out during this time. It's been a crazy year and been worked on some side projects that I haven't even told. You know, we gave, I worked with the, uh, uh, some folks and we actually gave some money to some house music folks during nice. the pandemic was kind of really they needed kinda, it. The community like was hit really yeah. hard. So I was really happy uh, club culture foundation. So I was really happy to be part of that. So we kind nice. of quietly gave, you know, it was like tens of thousands of dollars away to some, some people in the business, artists, producers, DJs and stuff like that. So that happened nice. early on in the pandemic. And then, you know, I get restless and I just couldn't sit around and Netflix and chill. I was kind of like, I need to do something. So in addition to just kind of plugging around here at the office, I was like, let's make a record. Let's finish making a record, really. Right. Um, so I was really happy to kind of work on Red Hot and Free and uh, call people up and, you know, pull some favors and did a lot of whining <laughs> to some but people. But can I just say, I loved it that, that I love that you're getting back into production because to me, that is full circle peace biscuit. You know what I mean? The beginning, yeah, you, 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 you left your dream job at Billboard to manage Delight, but you were doing a lot of production. And then you went really heavily into you DJ everywhere and managing, and you did production a little bit, but you've really come back to your production roots. Which has been fun. It's like I've always, I feel like with most of the projects that I've ever worked on, I'm always either like co-producing or giving ideas or helping shape stuff or helping bring other people's ideas. So it's been it's been a useful sort of reminding oneself of one's talents. It's like, right. yeah. oh yeah, I can, I can do that. I, I can, can do, do that. that. Yeah. I can do that. Well, so let me, let me just ask you, because the Red Hot, the Red Hot, um, organization certainly and the red hot albums were very were a very dominant force in the 90s in the beginning of of you know i think the last one i remember is the red hot in rio is that well the, I, well, the last one was in 2014. okay because yeah. I, I saw the the red hot and fela at bam that was that a great was show that was a great show and the red hot in rio as well but they were definitely sort of a function and a reaction to the ongoing uh, but more in the in in the um, the forefront of AIDS crisis in the ninety and it, so what I wanted to know is long story short how did it resurrect again how did it sort of come back as a, as a as an album brand well Red Hot hasn't gone away they've been making this is like I think this Red Hot and Freeze their twentieth it's the twentieth. <laughs> So they haven't gone away. It's just that certain albums are very niche. So you may not have heard of them, but they've been here. The great thing about John Carlin, who is my boss and sort of the one of the founders of Red Hot, is that he always wanted this business to go out of business. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, that, and he's thankful that we're still here in order to be able to help. But the whole idea was that it wouldn't be needed. Unfortunately, it's still needed. So I needed feel- more than ever still. 100%. So with Red Hot and Free, I started working there in 2018. It was, they hadn't really done a dance oriented record since Red Hot and Dance, which was with George Michael and Too Funky. And that was- That was the their second album. That was after, yeah. it was Red Hot and Blue. And that's the right. beginning. 
Right. So they hadn't really done a dance-centric record. So that was more kind of where I was leaning in sort of, you know, where my roots are. So I was like, let's do a dance record. And so that's kind of, you start, it started off as a seed of an idea and it sort of grew and morphed over the last couple of years. And the pandemic just really fine, helped me fine tune the idea and the concept and <coughs> getting the art together and just figuring out what's going to be on it. I mean, there's a couple of things that didn't happen that I really wanted. There's a couple of people that I wanted on it that didn't, didn't like make who? it. Like who, like who, like who, like <laughs> <laughs> who? Like, she's like, this tea is right. hot. I mean, no. Like, no, tea. no, no, you know what? <laughs> no, honestly, it's not, I swear, it's not in terms of that because I'm always mm -hmm. fascinated and it was something mm -hmm. I was going to ask you. I'm always fascinated <laughs> yeah. about, now I'm a coffee drinker, my love. I'm a coffee drinker. Uh, I'm always fascinated <laughs> by the, the ones that got away, like people you've always wanted to interview, people you've always wanted to work yeah, with. Yeah, so yeah. without being, um, it's not a bitchy question. No, it's all, it's all good. I'm just being silly. Uh, I really wanted King Princess and she turned us down, unfortunately. Maybe we'll get her for another comp. Really wanted Janelle Monet. Couldn't find them. They were in the wind. No one, no one could get an answer. Um, those were my two main. I thought that I really, I really wanted Janelle for this. But maybe you know, if I keep saying it over and over, and Janet Jackson was the other, the other uh, one that really tried. Courtney, I tried. I tried. Really did. I, I made the connection with the people. I, re I, I really we wanted that one to happen. Oh, of really, course. And the mix that he had. That, that he saw, it's so good. It's so it's good. It's so good. It's, so, it's just like, guys, like, so good. now you'll just have to hear that mix on my new radio show every, every Friday night. From, <laughs> from 10 to 1 and Segway. repeating from 2 to 5. Segway. Channel 312. Andy Cohen's Kiki Lounge. Channel 312. So there, there you go. So you won't hear it on Red Hot and Free, but you will hear it mixed, mixed in at some point. Uh, How excited are you to have everything come to you suddenly having a radio show? It's kind of nuts and completely <laughs> unexpected. Mm -hmm. um, it's super fun. I mean, as you know me, it's like I'm always listening to music and there's always so much out. So it's fun to, and I haven't DJ, I've literally not DJed in a year. Y'all were trying to get me up on. I was like, Twitch. come on, dude. I was trying to get him to, because he has the full <laughs> setup. I was like, you could be doing full live shit. He was like, no, I'm not doing Any, that. Nah, I'm not, no. I'm not. No, he was like, I'll no, like, let y'all feel that. So it's been, it's, you know, it's very new. So uh, hopefully folks will like it. And I'm trying to mix it up, you know, as you're not going to please everybody. And I'm not trying to, you know, it's not all deep house. It's not all pop house. Just trying to mix things up and give a little few exclusives and, and some things like that. So I'm just saying it's super exciting. Is it always going to stay in a dance vein or do you do, are you going to have your nights where, you know, you'll have an alternative night and you just well, do all alternative. Well, Part of part of uh, my conversations with the producer were mm -hmm. that I really wanted to contribute an hour to the daytime set because you know I'm doing Friday nights, so it needs to be right. more dance and stuff like that. But Absolutely, I was like, I, was like I want to do like you know '70s AM radio theme, you know, or yeah. Like that. And so every month I'm a, I'm given an hour. Nice. To do like a sep something separate from dance that will run during sort of the daytime. Well, I mean, like I think like that's always that been one. my, I mean, I was telling Courtney, I mean, one of the things, one of the things that makes me excited about my friends and people, and I'm always excited when I know people who have big ears, literally and figuratively, 
And I'm always, and I think one of the things that's great, I mean, Courtney's like that. I, I hope I'm like that though. I have my shit. I won't listen to. Um, <laughs> and I've never, as long as I've known you, I am never less than amazed at like, wait, you, wait, you, you like that. You listen to that. You know, that one. So that if you're bringing that to your radio show, I'm hoping that that's one of the things because that if you can guide people to listen it's like if you build it, they will come. You know. I'm going to tell you right now what's going to happen. We've been in, we've been encouraged to play things that people don't know. Oh, so, good, 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 good. Oh, good. good. I've been encouraged, but you also know that that, that doesn't always work. So you have absolutely to, there has to be a balance. So right. I would love to just be like, I'm just going to play three hours of things <laughs> nobody knows. Right. And like it's going to be cricket. So and then they're right. going to be like, no one's listening. Right. right. And no one's listening, and you. And lost here's them. the latest. <laughs> and here's the last can record, right. and I will but, play it, and I'll be back in an hour. Amazing. I am going to tell you what's going to end up happening for you, though. That. Your, your daytime hours are going to get expanded because the thing about you and when you step outside of dance and you start playing the kind of, like, people do not realize when you say that the vast amount of knowledge you have of where it's going to come. That is the real fun part for me. That, I've already yeah. done my first, yeah. my first hour one. My first hour one, I literally just finished it last night. Nice. I'm super excited about it. And it, it's, you know, you know me well. It's like, yep. it's very, it's, no, it's 90s girl power pop is going to be my first one. So we Oof. got Free Summer and Ooh, yeah, Cole yeah, yeah. and Liz Fair and Imani Coppola. <laughs> that's the first one. But that's, okay. but that's what I mean by like we're being encouraged to kind of play other things. But that's great. Um, that's a fun daytime mix. And yeah, let me just yeah. tell you something. That is going to be the one. Because the dance is always going to be fierce. When <laughs> Mark my words. That's no, going to be the one. That's going to be the one. That's going to be the one. Nothing's ever given. No, I'm it's just... not. But we didn't know this is coming. So you also have I to manifest, really right? Either. You have to man. <laughs> like the fact that we're so happy you're here. This is our 50th thank show. This thank is you. our. This, thank you. And this is our second anniversary. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Congratulations. Like yeah. this is a, a moment for you guys. Stick to it, Ibnis. You guys yep. stuck to it through the pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all always got a lot to say. So <laughs> not even a pandemic could shut y'all up. No, nope. not, not at all. It made nope. it worse. In fact, we were so happy to have the masks right. off. Right. We just we, wanted the fucking. We were talk. like, "There's something." <laughs> Listen, we went through shit audio sound. Like we're still working. We're getting new equipment. But we were like, we're gonna, we're like, we're gonna keep going, and here yeah. we are, two yeah. years later, fully gagged. Like we're on a new network, and sky's the limit. That's how I see it. Yeah, you know, growth, 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 growth. Can I? I just, yeah. I'm sorry. I just wanted to bring it back real quick to the Red Hot Rag. If you can yes. just talk about who's on it, I just be Absolutely. curious. Oh uh, yeah. So Red Hot and Free, which comes out July second, okay. has. Who's on it? It has uh, J.D. Sampson and her new group um, called Crickets. And it has Sam Sparrow. It has Ali X. It has Alternate. It has Billy Porter. It has Titus Burgess, Amanda Lepore. Oh, wow. Um, wow, this is a gamut, Bright light, baby. Bright lights on it. Sophie Tucker. Sophie, Sophie Tucker, obviously. And, and I'll do a Miriam, first thing, uh, one of the first singles. Um, it's out now, guys. Stuff on it. Yeah, it's totally out right now. Who else? Um, the Aces, Lewis the Child, Foster the People. Yeah, it's a, it's a good good mix of things. The intention really was to have a, a 
sort of an inclusive dance party. So like if you, and it's two discs, it's two albums. So the first half is a little bit more funky vibey. The second half gets a little bit more big roomish, but not too much. So you can kind of pluck it in the front. You can pluck it in the back. My whole thing is like, if you like at least one song on there, I've done my job. Like that's sort of how I post it, but it's got a little bit of everything for everybody. And to me, it's the sort of record that you kind of just put on and play in the background or you can put on and you can dance to it. It's like, you know, it's supposed to, supposed to serve multi-purposes. So, well, you have, I mean, it's, I mean, I hear foster the people. I immediately think like sort of pop rock kind of stuff. And then Sophie Tucker is obviously, and you have the Billy Porter. We were just talking about pose. I mean, you've got, people who are of the moment very much and then people who there is a nostalgia factor to it which is 100%. fantastic which is fantastic because we like that people like to be reminded dance music is off very often at least for me taking you back to a specific place so it sounds yeah. great it's supposed to be and, a feel-good record it's supposed yeah. to feel good and thematically most of the lyrical themes are sort of positive or empowering that sort of thing like you know we have cakes to kill with a honey dijon remix and, you know so a couple of these mixes and stuff have been released before but you may have missed them the first time around so it's a combination of some original stuff done uh, recorded specifically for the album some remixes that you may have missed Plus, we did some sort of re-edits and remixes specifically for the project. So it's like, are you, you know, it's a little... Are you pressing it on vinyl? It looks like we are pressing on vinyl. Because I know for Record Store Day, the first album, Red Heart and Blue, is having a yeah, vinyl release this year. I know, and I have copies coming here for you. We've I also a... told my record store to, you know, like my, rec my local we've shop. Got, they're already sending me some. Which well, no, I told them to order it for the store for people. I think it was... I, to me, I had to explain to them... You know, because he showed me the list of, he said, is there anything that you feel like I should just have here for Record Store Day? And that was one of the ones, and I told him the significance of that record, why it was important. It was the first of its kind, and yeah. songs, and I was like, you need to have this, people will buy this. On it was one of the first, if not the first charity album. Yeah, yep. it was. <laughs> It definitely was. Uh -huh. And all those songs stand up. I mean, they all stand Neat, up. Yeah. Netta, I got you under my skin. It's still, listen, Classic. that is still my, don't get, don't get me. And how about, uh, Sinead, you do something. You know Sinead's book is, I'm sure. Just... I'm ready to read it. No, yeah, I know that, and that's your good Judy. Said. That's your good Judy. And she's she the one who's got some shit to say. That yeah, I'm very, she's very a documentary interested. that's being worked on, and I was just interviewed for it last week. So there's nice. a really great review of that book, actually. I think in the Times, and and it says something. I mean, not to go, but it's it reminds you that, like, you know, she was saying things that were absolutely right, and that women, when women talk about mental illness, is seen as weakness, and when men come clean about their mental illness, it's strength. And she was completely. Um, it's so. It's so, um, the impact she had, I mean, the impact is, it's to this day. Yeah, I mean, to yeah. this day, every time a pretty girl is willing to make themselves super tough like that, that's Sinead, you yeah. know, that's Sinead. I'm, I'm happy she's getting her, uh, you know, history's reading, reading everything correctly. Now. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, they didn't for quite a while. So I'm happy for her books out. They're working on a documentary right now. I know she has some new music coming later on. This oh, year. Good. Oh, sure. good. Oh, good. Can we talk about another woman in your life? Who's that? Well, the icon of my universe. 
Oh my God. One Baltimore <laughs> music diva. Oh God, I thought he was going to say Madonna by, again. By the name. Gonna, no, no, he knows that's not, I love no, yeah, Madonna. No, no. And I Madonna, love Madonna, and I are on, Madonna and I are on a break. You're on I pause, can, right? I can't deal with the fuckery of what's going on over there, so I act like it's not happening. I'm talking about <laughs> the legendary Ultranate that um, you have oh been God. managing and working with for Congratulations, 30, now 31 uh, years. 30, oh, yeah. 31, 31 years. years. And you know, you <laughs> reminded me. What do you think this You this, started when you were 10, <laughs> Bill. It's what okay. Do, <laughs> no, I didn't actually. I am not ashamed right. of my age. I right. let everybody know I rep for the AARP crowd. Me too, <laughs> me what too do you, baby. <laughs> what do you think the secret is to the success of you, your management relationship with her? Because you've really Ooh. guided her in a way different than a lot of dance artists. She's she's had she has full albums. Has had full albums from her tenth right now. <laughs> you know, she has worked with a variety of everybody in the music industry. Her level of fans—it's really surprising. Who loves Alternate? And you've really right. made sure to just always package everything the way every artist does at a label putting out a record. Not the way sometimes you know with dance albums and dance artists—they don't really care about the pictures too much. It's not really a full campaign. What is the secret to you having a dance artist be that viable? Who still her only job is she is a DJ and she is a dance artist. I my folks she that not, she does not have. Not she's not going. She's not. not no, hobby. there's no day job. She does, and we're talking now a full career on about to release a tenth album this summer. Yeah. Um, I feel like fortunately we met each other when I was just, when I was at Billboard. So I was able to see sort of the arc of how artists generally were treated or what was necessary for you to be, uh, taken seriously and credibly. So I basically just kind of applied that knowledge when I started to work with her, you know, the beauty of sort of working with a delight and an ultra at the same time is that you get to see where the money's spent and how people spend it. Right. And then you realize that some folks ain't getting the same thing. Right. Doesn't mean that they're not uh, worthy or their music's of any less value, but you see where the priorities go. So I think seeing that very early on, um, definitely influenced sort of this idea like you have got to, as an artist, um, sort of separate your separate yourself from sort of everyone else that's doing this. With all due respect, I love all, all my dance divas and all my house divas and your Liz Therese's and your divas and all these ladies. But like, in order for you to kind of like, kind of differentiate yourself from that, you have to kind of like come with it. So that's why we always kind of approach things and whether it's, you know, unfortunately being here in New York, I know so many photographers and makeup artists and, you know, and if you look at the funny thing about looking at um, her catalog 30 years on, and if you look at the art and the photography and stuff, a lot of these people have gone on to work with crazy people, you, you know, and we work saying. with folks yeah. first. And then they sort of like, you know, blow up, right. you, know, you know, just kind of gone on. Well, they're super talented. So they're, it's, at some point they're going to, you know, find their thing. So I feel like it's, uh, if you look at her catalog from that perspective, you know, additionally from music as well, but if you look at it almost from an artistic perspective, you can also see a little bit of a thread of New York 
um, from that art, hair, makeup sort of thing too. Because people have kind of, they've all kind of gone on and done kind of Well, it's almost like everybody went to college together. You know, they all met at the same Mm -hmm. campus and then moved their way up. And and that's when I look at, you know, your Instagram and your Facebook stuff or just knowing you, you start seeing, you know, you start seeing the same names. Whether we were actually doing it, you know, in as deep as you we all, it was, New York is a very small town in yeah, a lot of it ways. Is, it is. You know, Especially we, the creative community. The creative yeah. community, it really is. So it's like, oh yeah, that photographer, oh yeah, that person, I ran into them. You know, you just run into people all the time. No, it was cool. I mean, also we were all young. So yeah, we were it was all fun. in like mid twenties. So it wasn't, it wasn't a chore. It was kind of like, I have this project and you're the best that I know. So let's. I want you to work on it, you know, it's like, right. and also, you know, fortunately, you know, being able to work uh, with major labels and stuff like that, we had budgets. So it was also a cool time to be able to like actually call your friends and be like, Hey, I have a project and I have a little bit of money. I'd love to pull you into it. So there's a bit of that. And then just even just musically as well as very similarly, it's like, there's a great way to kind of work with brand new folks. You know, the good thing about working with ultra is that she doesn't, I mean, she takes her career seriously, but she doesn't take herself so seriously. So it was very easy to do other things than just house music. And her her sort of musical sort of um, cipher is definitely includes more than just house music. So I think even just kind of connecting on that level um, was helpful in terms of, as you say, sort of making these albums and things. So, like when you listen to her albums, they are literally albums and they generally are literally albums, like yeah. Concepts. Right. So you may have some songs you like or don't like, but you know, generally speaking, they were concepts or had ideas, and we really tried to, you know, give it lots of different flavors. And she's definitely more of a song stylist. Like right. you have songs that she sounds good on, so you can't just like. You know, she, she's not like a. No, she's not. She's not. She, no, she's not going to give you the screaming diva. What she does do well is give you. She emotes and gives you what you need. You know what I mean? She just and does. And she gives no me small, what I need, honey. It's no small feat to be a house music artist, to be a black woman house music artist on a major label back then. That is no, that was a niche. It really was. And she was signed through Warner UK. So it's like, you know, it was there. And then the US company for the second album clearly tried to be like, make her an R&B artist, you know? Thank you. Thank you, Benny Medina. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, we got some great songs out of it, but it was definitely one of those, like, trying to kind of push this woman into a box that just wasn't it wasn't working i mean you remember warner brothers back then too they were cranking so you know that big art machine everything was was the machine machine. it was literally a machine Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like if you don't hit it you know radio ain't hitting it if radio don't like you there there was no internet (laughs) like i I wanted to just uh, pick up something you said about the box just because it's something that's always in intrigue me when I when I talk to other artists or creative people or anybody has there been a I mean your your tastes like I said are very catholic small c not capital c mm-hmm. um though they might be catholic catholic capital c too I don't know um not anymore and, yeah, <laughs> the, you're recovering um has there any ever been an artist or has there ever been anyone who's demurred at working with you because they have a preconceived notion of what you're going to bring to it 
Ooh, I, I think as a queer person of color in this music industry, people generally don't have an idea of what either either that I'm preach, capable preach, or preach, 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 can do preach, something preach, or preach, preach. so I feel generally speaking, um, most of the artists that I've worked with know that I'm not that bitch really, that I, okay. I kind of like, I'm pretty straightforward when I work with people. Unfortunately, I've worked with a variety of people, even though that's sort of, most people know me for a couple of things, but I've actually been fortunate enough, like I managed Brooklyn Funk Essentials during the whole acid jazz thing. Like people don't, you know, and everybody loves them, but I don't really get associated with them, even though I work with them for four albums and did all their artwork and stuff like that. So I feel like the people that have chosen to, we've kind of chosen to kind of work with each other. It's sort of, we were sort of destined to do so, even the ones that ended badly. I feel like we were destined to do what we were supposed to do at that time. But I also just kind of being in the business, um, I'm often uh, not given the, how do I say this? I'm not really, people don't necessarily expect me to kind of know anything. <laughs> no, I, I mean, that's kind I of get that. No, I dealt with that. I dealt with that at Columbia when I, oh, in the yeah. beginning, it, being black and gay and I was always out in myself, it was almost like I had to speak louder to be like, I actually know what I'm talking about. Well, I, I actually go out more than you people here. I know what people are listening to and what you guys are looking at analytics on a piece of paper. I'm telling you, I know what is happening. But also the assumption that because you are, you know, that you only listen to this yep. because you are that, well, you know, I mean, I, mean, I you know, it, 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 that you only, oh, you only listen to, um, you can only do ma dance music because you are this. You can only irony. listen to alt rock because you are this, you know? The, the irony of all that is, is that my career, I started up, I reviewed all the singles in the magazine, except for country. So right. the irony is that you all used to send me all of your music and want me to write about it. Right. Good things or, you know, it's like, I have a plaque for Sinead O'Connor and B-52s because I wrote about that, those records before any of y'all did. Like that's, it was one of the first people. But like I said, it's like, it's easier. So once the sort of the billboard went away, it was much easier for people to sort of slot you into the sort of the dance box, which I'm happy to be in, it's all good. But they all of a sudden forget like, oh yeah, this is the person that we were all pitching Chris Isaac records too, in the replacements right, right. and things like that. Like you cared my, about my opinion then, but now that, you know, once the marquee is gone or, you know, the, you know, the picture in the magazine's gone, all of a sudden people forgot that they uh, uh, cared about my opinion. Right. <laughs> so that's what I mean by like, it's like, oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, okay. six months ago, you right. guys were all asking me to, you know, highlight this, you know, rock record. And, but now all of a sudden, because I don't have a business card that says billboard on it, you don't think I know anything about no, rock No, no, I don't know anything about it. Well, yeah. you know, you, you and Neil Tennant are goals for all writers, you know, because, you know, he's former pop, pops are smash hits and you so your writer goals you know uh -huh. like you can be you can yeah. become a star from starting from the lowly um um i want to uh I to, I I to, to, hold for, on for, in terms of writing yeah. just hold on a second yeah. i did actually when you talk about having to yeah. tap back into your skills i recently actually had to start writing again as well nice. i just wrote the liner notes for a 
new Shep Pettibone compilation, which is coming out in August. Nice. And I hadn't kind of done any deep writing or researching in a long time. So that was also like, talk about dusting off skills. Mm. I was like, oh my God, like I haven't done this. In- <laughs> you're like, what? You're like, all, it, what did I say? It's all coming full circle. And oh, speaking about crazy. full circle. Yes. I want to talk about the fact that you music supervised two movies that really kind of symbolize a time in New York City and are considered like New York City classic films, Party Girl and Party Monster. How? how, 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 how <laughs> no. <laughs> Just that. Just saying. I'm, I'm so happy that they're cult films. Everybody loves them now. Except, no one went to go see them. But, but except like a lot of films like that, they home video and cable gave them a new life. And now those films mean something to a lot of people and especially Party Girl. Mm-hmm. I saw Party Girl. Everybody loves Party Girl. Literally five times in the movies. Never seen, I've never it, seen it. it what? People quote me dialogue. Everyone, oh, everyone. You've never seen Party Girl. Okay, I'm going to curse you out in a minute. Let me just say. Maybe I have. I don't know. I don't remember. I really okay, don't. No, remember. no, no. You stop talking. I cannot <laughs> believe you just said that. I, I, I you are in New York, but she's a New York chick. Dude, no one's. I mean, that, that movie was. No, a, her a, though. You wouldn't expect Amy to have seen Party Girl. Amy is a was a busy woman. She is a busy woman. She's raising children. Like this was in like nineteen ninety. Time for this. Does it, does it count that Parker Posey came to a birthday party of mine? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is, why, this is why this show's a mess. Because we're going to party girl. No. Party so how, how did you end up with Party Girl? Because to me, that is a is, I hope you soundtrack. know that I'm just going to go crawl into a hole and die. <laughs> I hope you're happy. No, what you're going to do is get online and you're going to watch Party Girl right, this weekend. No shame. That is an assignment. Now, if you said you hadn't seen Party Monster, I would give you a pass. But party, they're cult films. (laughs) They're cult films. They are cult films. Yeah, but that soundtrack to me is great. And how did that come about? You, you, you worked. And Watermelon Woman. Oh yeah, there's a couple films, and of course my phone is ringing right now. Sorry about that. One second, please. Um, It's real life shit. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. That's okay. Okay, It's all right. So. Um, my music supervisor career was very happenstance. It's sort of like friend. It's similar to what we were discussing before, like friends that know friends were working on their very first film. They want in a lot of the scenes were about club scenes and dance music. There was a DJ in it and they, and my friend knew the, one of the producers and co-writers and they were looking for somebody to help with the music and recommended me. And it was one of those cases of like, Oh, I read the script. I'm like, I just knew what songs to put in. It just made sense. Like I could read it and be like, you know, that make this would go cool here. This would go there, cool there. And I just had to get a crash course in music supervising and did a lot of begging. Fortunately, again, just, you know, this is so 360. It's about relationship and who you know, and people were willing to help me. And, right. um, 
I mean, if you look, watch the movie, there's like Run DMCs in there, Dawn Penn, like some big records in there. Yeah, that's the that thing. That for like $5. That, that's why when I ask you, because you look back at that time in New York and the music that's in those films, it's just kind of like clearing shit now, right now, people would be pulling oh, their hair out okay. trying to clear a third of those songs. There's, no, there's no way they could get some of those songs for the budget that we had. I mean, we had right. literally had like $5. So I feel fortunate that, you know, films like that, Party Monster, All Over Me, right. uh, Brother to Brother, I love Brother uh, Watermelon Brother. Woman. Yeah. Like, these are such crazy... To me, it's funny now because... At the time, like those films did not do well at all. Right. But like now they're all at the festivals and playing at right. and they seem as similar works. Oh ma, you know, like <laughs> Right. Okay. I mean, right. I just love that I love that they have had a life past their original sort of um releases. Um and that people still find, you know, some value and love in them and can and I, I, in terms of the music specifically, I felt like I did my thing. And then when I watch them now, I, I feel very like, okay, this is not embarrassing. Party girl music still sounds hot. Party monster music still sounds hot. Right. All over me music still sounds hot. I feel good in that sort of like, okay, this, this is, this is good. This is good. I'm not embarrassed by these soundtracks. I, I feel like we did, did good work when we were, um, when we were in in a, in that zone in the nineties, so as we 90s. as we try to like wrap this up, what's <laughs> next for Peace Biscuit? Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, now here's the thing: you don't have time for sleep. No, I know. <laughs> you can't. You don't even have time for sleep anymore. <laughs> yeah, you have to explain to me the derivation of that name of, of Peace, Peace Biscuit. Biscuit. You, That's so yeah. funny. People rarely ask me that, but there is. It doesn't necessarily mean anything specific, but I was inspired. I used to live on the Lower East Side. Remember ABC No Rio? Yeah. Yes. And at the time, I was thinking about leaving Billboard. I needed to kind of figure out sort of a name for my company and stuff, and I'd been doing remixes and stuff at that point. And I, I used to love the name of this group, not necessarily their music, but you remember a group called Electric Love Muffin? Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> it's sort of a... It, there's two groups, and there's a punk group's name that I really liked a lot. That's so funny that no one's ever asked me this one. <laughs> see? Can I make up for the fact that I didn't see Party Fucking Girl? Jesus. Thank God. I was walking down Rivington Street, <laughs> leaving my place. I used to live on Rivington, walking past ABC Norea, and this guy had this jacket on in front of me as a punk group called the Gorilla Biscuits. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Yeah, exactly. So between, I had already had electric love muffin. I was like, I need something like love muffin or something like that. And then when I saw this guy with this jacket, I was like, oh, biscuit. And then changed love to peace. And then you got the biscuit. So Boom. it's Boom. kind of punky, rocky inspired. Yeah. Lower East Side. Who doesn't, love pe who doesn't want peace? Who doesn't enjoy biscuits? There you go. Okay. Are you going to DJ this summer? Are you going to do you plan on making a return? I am coming back in on Sunday. Not Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. An English Sunday. town, New Jersey. 
Sunday is sprats on the water in Long Island. Tonight is Sapphire, the right. Cover Girls, Naomi, yeah. and TKA at Splats. Hey, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I start DJing again in person in July. I will be back at uh, Dreamland Roller Disco. I'll start doing a couple of those Fridays. I'm DJing out in Fire Island in August at the Ice Palace, which I've never done, actually. So oh, wow. I'll, I'll come out for that. Uh, You're already out, Courtney. I'm Kinda. supposed to be maybe DJing um, the Fly Sundays again. Okay. Uh, at that spot down at the place, this at, indoor, outdoor. Yeah. Okay. At mm-hmm. the, was it the Monarch Hotel? Yeah, I think it was the Monarch Hotel. Uh-huh. And then um, a couple friends of mine, Patrick and Justin, are doing a party, kind of a, I think it's a traveling party called Switch. And they've asked me to spin. So I should be popping back. I'm a little nervous just because I feel a little wonky in terms of that. But, uh, you know. And that's like, like, right. That's, that's, that's muscle memory. That's, that I shit. Know. It's like it's, it's, the thing about you is you're an energy person. As soon as the people are in that room and you make that connection, you're going to be fly. It's going to be like, man, listen. Yeah. <laughs> riding a bike. Riding a bike. Yeah, it's riding a bike with 20 extra pounds. <laughs> right. <laughs> riding, riding a bike with 20 extra pounds with people watching you. Right. As you yeah. get you know what I'm saying? So that's what I was going like. I'm just gradually, I have not, as Courtney knows, I've mm. not kind of like gone back into being the social thing. I've not been mm-hmm. hanging out. Much yet. I'm just sort of like, first, let me get land all these big planes that I needed to just land. So mm. right, a couple things are landed, so I feel comfortable. So June is sort of the month where I just ease back in. Right. And then so I'm, so I'm a little bit ready to kind of uh, be in the club club spaces in July. Now that, I have to be honest. I'm not ready for that shit. I'm like, give me a minute. Like, this has been all too much. I will see you so guys fun. when so I see. I'm in no... And I'm already seeing everybody acting off the hook. I'm like, There's a I'll lot see you guys when I see you. Hook. Don't get me started. It's a lot of acting off the hook, and it seems like everybody seems to have forgotten that Black Lives Matter from last summer because some of people's right. some people's hiring practices this year seem to not have changed that much. <laughs> but that's for oh, another well, topic yes, for another. We'll, we'll bring you. We'll bring you back for our fifty-fifth. We could just uh, add a whole other segment going. And Bill says, and we'll right. trust yeah. and believe. <laughs> us. Right. See you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And I feel like that is the perfect note. We're gonna. Wait, that's it. That's, that's it, baby. Thank you, Bill Coleman. Thank, thank you, you so Bill much. Coleman. Thank you so much. Thank I you. can't wait to see you in person, seeing as how I work right around the corner from your house. <laughs> thank you, Pantheon Music Podcast, for having us. Thank you for everybody listening. Thank you for people who listened to us from show one for Rocky with us. For everybody new who's listening to us, this is the fuckery. This is us. Welcome aboard. <laughs> happy Pride, everybody. <laughs> happy, happy Pride, everyone. Yeah. We're so Be happy. Nice this another. has been amazing. <laughs> and thank you guys so much. of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only. 
right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 